This is a Wild Gate Production Podcast. Welcome to the Classic Face Rip Podcast there in number 16. I'm Vince and I'm with Keith. Hello. And special guest, Steve Jolly. Hey, everybody. We're live with another show. We're on YouTube and we're recording it for those that just like to listen to audio only. So if you want to see some of the things we're talking about, you have to head over to the YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash C slash the evil DM, and you can see all the pictures that we will be referencing and a sneak peek at all the little project pieces that we have in store for you. As this week, we'll be talking about the projects that have dropped in the unofficial Canon Project community, as well as we'll talk a little about the uh, future of the MCU at the end, just our general thoughts about what's going to happen and what's, you know, nothing spoiler-ish, ish, whatever-ish, that's the right word. I don't even know if that's a word. <laughs> you get a quarter of the time someone uses it. Anyway, so, uh, Steve, we're going to start with you since you're, we're going to put you right on the spot. Right in front, okay. front spotlight here. Tell us, uh, what do you do in the community? What 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 is officially your part of the unofficial Canon project with Keith? But uh, are you a project uh, manager, a lead? Or are you just working on your own projects? So uh, my role in the unofficial Canon project is really kind of a project coordinator. Uh, you know, with everybody doing this on a voluntary basis, uh, and um, you know. Nobody is certainly getting paid for, for what we do, but uh, really it's just coordinating all the projects. Uh, if we need resources, if we need assistance, you know, try to try to gen up uh, help for people. Um, and I also tend to uh, provide all the official releases uh, over on Facebook and uh, also over at uh, ClassicMarvelForever.com uh, um, and on Twitter. So kind of the the public uh, face for it as well okay cool and um what are well i might as well just jump into things so, so well yeah. actually let's start here i know sure. keith and i discussed this in the past but say someone wants to really they have like a really good idea and how do they really just jump into this and start out what are you what is your method of recommending they start out and doing this whole entire thing they're really good at the game they know the rules in and out but they're like you know i have a great idea that you know the tsr never did and i always wanted to see i'm a, i i don't know uh professor x you know uh, flying in a spaceship while you know you know wolverine is his co-pilot i don't know which is an example <laughs> <laughs> so so a good example would be uh, kind of what i did uh talking about uh, Moon Knight source book that I think I guilted uh, Keith into writing, uh, or at least uh, you know, doing, <laughs> doing a good portion of, of the writing on that. Um, yeah, so if there's, if there's a project that somebody's interested in, in doing, you know, they've got this awesome idea, uh, the best thing to do is to come on over to the Marvel Super Heroes RPG unofficial canon project creative team Facebook page, that's a mouthful. <laughs> Come on over to that Facebook group, join up, let us know what you're interested in doing. Uh, the great thing about the creative team is that, you know, we don't expect people to do all this stuff on their own. Right. A lot of these projects that have been released are really team projects. Uh, you know, somebody comes in with an idea and says, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. And then other people jump in and say, hey, that's awesome. Hey, maybe you should add this. Oh, I've got this already written up. Or hey, I remember seeing this. Let's let's do this. So these projects really come forth and become kind of a group project. Um, and you know whether it's just you know a little bit of advice and stuff like that. I mean, there's people. Uh, you know, I'm probably I'm one of the people that does uh, layout for the publications. So you don't have to be an expert on everything. No, you can just do your writing. Let somebody else do the layout. You know, let someone else do do the artwork, things like that. So that's the great thing about it is if you have an idea, come on over. You know, 
it could be something as simple as a profile for Marvel file issue. Uh, could be an entire issue of the Marvel file uh, itself. If you've got an idea that has uh, four or five different, uh, different profiles that you want to include, whether it's locations or people or maybe some encounters, you know, one or two page encounters, we're always looking for uh, additional submissions for the Marvel file. So content. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So what's the first thing you wanted to uh, show everybody? Because you gave me a whole bunch of stuff to uh, highlight here and uh, have it all ready. I just want to know where you want to what you want to show people as examples. Yeah. So so let's let's talk about the releases that we've done so far this year. Um, You know, kind of big picture of this project. um, We have over the past two and a half years or so, we've released 32 products. I mean, that's, that's amazing for a volunteer group. I mean, I just went through and counted up all the projects or all the products that we've done. So yeah, 32. I do have a as question well for as, you guys. Oh, but before yeah, you continue, have you guys ever approached Jeff Grubb and said, hey, what do you think of all this stuff? And has he had any comments about it? I mean, I know it's long behind in his past, but I mean, you guys are continuing what he basically was doing i mean does he have any comments i mean i see him every year at north texas rpg con i think he's been here the last two years i think he'll be here this year so i'm gonna maybe poke him and see what he has to say about this stuff (laughs) but i'm just curious if if he's ever spoken to one of you guys uh not to myself or george i know we've got steven shend on the uh, unofficial canon project page and um who keith do you know the other person that was uh Part of the, the um, original TSR group. Um, Dave Martin. There's Dave Martin yeah. as well. Uh, and there's another fellow. I think it's Dale Donovan. Yes, it is Dale yeah. Donovan. Okay. So a couple of people that were involved with uh, the Marvel Spears RPG when it's still with TSR back um, back in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, and it's been interesting them talking about the things that could have been. Um, and maybe that's a topic for a, a another episode but uh yeah that would but, be but uh yeah i mean it's it's really interesting some of the things that they've talked about but they've talked about uh you know looking at some they're excited by the, the stuff that we've been producing so i can't say i don't know what uh, jeff grubb thinks about it or you know if he's seen any of the stuff but i know some of the other people that uh were involved with it back at tsr have been really impressed by all the stuff that we've been doing so well, I'm going to, to North Texas RPG Con this upcoming weekend, uh, next weekend, I should say, June 7th, 8th, 9th, around there. And I know a lot of TSR alumni are there, as well as I'm pretty sure Jeff should be there. So I'm going to try to poke him and say, hey, Jeff, what do you think? Just to, maybe he, maybe he's not even aware of this going on. I think it'd be cool to get his input on all this. Oh, yeah, that'd be neat. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Stephen Shand is really kind of... Um, you know, in talking about all the projects and stuff that he was involved with back in TSR, um, I think he's been kind of inspired to get back into the game a little bit. Um, so oh. whether whether it's on just the playing side or maybe, you know, writing and stuff like that, I don't know. We'll see. Excellent. Well, I mean, we'll find out what happens anyway. It'd be cool to get him on the show just to get his commentary on things, get people to hear some of the stuff that you guys have spoken about, just projects and things like that so oh yeah yeah absolutely back on track though but what were you going to say before i rudely interrupted you with all that no so like i said we've done 32 products over the past two and a half years uh as well as 24 issues of the marvel file and the 2018 annual um so i mean the the amount of uh of material that we produced is uh, is really interesting. I uh, enjoy it, and the products that we've released the most recent includes uh, Keith's uh, Marvel Western source book, mighty Marvel Western source book, I should say, um, which is a fantastic book. If you wanted to, you know, explore the West Coast Avengers going back in time to the uh, to the old West, kind of re-explore that or one of the really cool ideas that uh, one of the, the members, Tom, one of the members of the uh, Canon Project, put forth is 
what if um, what if Arcade made a Westworld? Ooh. Yeah. So, I mean, so the the like uses of that book are endless, you know, so being able to, to uh, you know, utilize the, the Marvel Western source book, it's got uh, not only a, a huge amount of characters um, that you can use, but, uh, you know, it's got weapons and, and equipment and stuff like that. I actually have oh, it up yeah. on the screen for those that want to uh, that are on YouTube can view it right now. Two hundred and fourteen pages. Continue. Perfect. Yeah. So there's that one. Um, kind of another one of Keith's uh, projects. He's been uh, he, he's been very productive recently. Uh, he did the Power Pack source book, which I don't remember the page count. It's not huge. It's like 40 something pages. 52. But it really tracks the the kids, the power kids from inception, you know, when they gain their powers all the way to present time. Uh, as well as has uh, stats for the Snarks, uh, the Chimelians, all sorts of different characters, uh, you know, bad guys from the, the Power Pack series, things like that. Um, Keith, is there, is there anything you want to mention about that one? Um, that, you know, I have to, and I, I mentioned this sort of in passing, and it's if you go and you look at like the dedication stuff that I do for my books, um, I have two grandkids, and that's primarily why I wrote the the Power Pack Source book. It was a gateway. I can remember being young enough to read Power Pack. It's probably that came out in '84, so I was probably 10, 11, 12 years old, right in that age group. And I can remember thinking, you know, and it was, I think, for at least for me, I was on the cusp of becoming a teenager, and it was almost too little kid but at the same time it was just marvel enough that i could i could deal with it and it was always a labor of love it was one of those things that i thought you know someone really sort of needs to update these you know and when i was putting together the um silver age i wanted to do a coming soon subscription page type thing at the end and the actual subscription page didn't work out, but I had the coming soon. And of course I had the power pack source book in there. And so that was sort of, you know, uh, I figured if I was going to put it out there, I might as well at least do it. And uh, thank God it didn't turn out to be another one of these 200 page source books. That <laughs> I, I that was <laughs> would be too much for me. <laughs> that, that would be impressive if, if it was uh, to find well, that much yeah. material just from the power pack series, but. Who did the layout on this uh, power pack? Was that you, Steve? Yeah, that was me. Oh, excellent, yeah. excellent. Did you do this in Publisher or? Uh, actually, Microsoft Word. I do all of my layout wow. work in Microsoft Word. You did so. this in Word? This looks really good yeah. for Word. I, I, I don't mean to put down on Word, but usually Word is such a pain in the ass to deal with. That... Uh, nice, so nice job. <laughs> I've grown accustomed to using Microsoft Word, uh, you know, putting the, not to get into the, 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 uh, behind the curtain layout stuff, but, you know, putting column and page breaks and, you know, um, picture placement and things like that. I've learned uh, how to manipulate word to do what I need it to do most of the time. Well, and I'll just say this, um, Steve makes, Steve made that look like magic. I mean, he really did. And anything that Steve has done layout for, and Steve has, very patiently done all the layout for I think everything I've done except for maybe the Golden Age book. I think I yeah. did the first round on that. And I think you went through and finished up the second round. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it would just not look the same without Steve's hard work and dedication to it. I mean, uh, I, I can't say enough nice things about Steve. Uh, so, you know, he Gosh. is the he's the Oz behind the curtain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels like sometimes. Um, so another product that we have uh, released this year is actually kind of a re-release, a repackaging of an old adventure that uh, was initially released in Imagine Magazine back in the 80s. Uh, I think it was like 1986 when it was released. So I don't think this got a lot of exposure over here in the States, uh, especially for people that are getting into it now. It's uh, Kiss of Death oh, by okay. Paul Cockburn. Yep. Um, so that's actually a 
basically repackaging of that adventure that, that showed up in the, uh, in the magazine. And, uh, what I did is I just took the, took the material, um, put it into the format of one of the classic Marvel, uh, Marvel adventures series. So the MH series of adventures. Right. And, uh, and yeah, just had fun with it. So, uh, you know, playing around with the pictures and, and things like that. So, um, so that's another one. Um, we also have released kind of the kind of the flagship product uh, product that we have been working on for a long time, and this really is kind of the without a doubt a you know creative team product, which is the Gamer's Handbook of the Marvel Universe Deluxe Edition Volume One. Um, so what, this was George's, George Henson's brainchild, you know, at first we were thinking, what would the 1993 gamers handbook of the Marvel universe look like? Yeah. We, we bantered back and forth about that and talked about what would that include? You know, is it worth pursuing developing that material and, and stuff like that? And we just realized, you know what, let's just start from scratch. Let's just take the hardcover volumes of the official handbook of the Marvel Universe that came back out in, I think, 2010 or 2011, and use that as the framework for what we're going to include in these, uh, in these gamer handbooks. So this included, I think, probably six or seven, maybe even eight different people working on different profiles you know we basically choose different profiles to to work on we submit it and then chris tyner i, I don't like i did not envy him at all for doing the layout <laughs> on this thing this was yeah. huge project for him to yeah. do the layout on uh you know taking material from a bunch of different people and putting it into one product um and uh you know we've got more volumes coming out so uh you know the volume one is just the beginning yeah um uh lastly the last product that we've had come out in this last year is or in 2018 or sorry 2019 is the citrusville source book so really digging into steve gerber's run on the man thing uh and it really captures the flavor of Steve Gerber and what he did in that series fantastically. Um, you know, it was really fun trying to come up with the cover, um, you know, because there's, there's plenty of textless images from the man thing, but I really wanted to kind of capture the not only the innocence of that era, but also the kind of uh, twisted innocence and that's why, you know, I chose the image of the, the two kids drawing a pentagram in the, in the ground. Uh, God knows what they're planning on doing with man <laughs> thing in the background. You know, because what else do kids do in the swamp is draw pentagrams. All the time. Um, yeah, of course. When I was so, young in Florida, that's all we ever do is run into the swamp and make pentagrams and run out. That's right. You know, see what see what just happens to, to appear, right? Yeah, yeah. Swamp uh, that's Georgia. I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the the uh this is of course the second in a new series that we have uh started producing the first one is the uh, kunlun book done by andrew goldstein of uh, the marvelous locations series which uh is probably going to be one another one of our big series that we uh we do so we've got a lot of character books we want to do a lot a little bit more uh material on different locations so that's why we did you know andrew goldstein did uh, the kunlun and the ten realms book uh we got the citrusville book and uh to kind of jump right into the stuff that we've got upcoming uh some of the other locations books that we've got coming up is andrew goldstein's atlantis book oh so yeah th oh. this one is going to be fantastic because not only does it include coverage of all the different undersea realms to include Atlantis, Lemuria, Deviant Lemuria, Mu, um, all the different locations that, and all the like sub Atlantises that have 
been seen throughout the Marvel comics uh, history, but it's also got to have additional rules for undersea combat, uh, you know, exploration, things like that. Um, you know, new talents, stuff like that. So it's, it's really a fun book. I'm actually working on the layout for that right now. Uh, and, um, so I don't know if you want to show a preview. I send over a preview of the kind of the internal layout of that. Oh, yeah, the Impervious um, Rex one. Hold on a second yeah. here. Let me just pull that one up. I have the cover up right now just so people can look at that while you were talking because it's a beautiful cover. Oh, yeah. Just change this back. Get that up. I did have a question while I'm pulling that up from our people in our live chat. Uh, from Big G. He wants to know, have you guys ever thought about updating some of the supplements based on the Disney Marvel media? Uh, media, either the movies or the TV shows. Yeah, um, actually, so we try to keep the material to the comics. However, I will add, if you look back through some of the Marvel file issues, you will see some we kind of deviated a little bit from that um you know we've <laughs> just just a little bit so we've got the 1970s marvel cinematic universe you know which included the uh the hulk tv series daredevil tv series well i'll say tv series but his his appearance in one of the hulk movies right mm-hmm. yeah he, um yeah. you know the spider-man tv live action tv series uh which of course we kind of go off of the uh, you know Marvel fandom to figure out if there's an Earth designation for them, then yeah, we can cover them. Have we approached the Marvel Cinematic Universe at all? We haven't. Um, I think just because it changes so so rapidly, and there's just a lot of stuff. I will say, if you're looking for maybe just a primer, uh, Ben Riley over on AngelFire.com, he's got a lot of. Uh, of uh, character profiles from the Marvel Cinematic Universe already done. Um, You know, not to the extent of a full gamer's handbook profile, but it's got the the stats, the powers, things like that. So if you want, you can kind of go check that out and uh, that'll at least get you started. Uh, So to answer your question, yes, we've considered it, just hasn't been done yet. However, we're always looking for volunteers. And I'm sure That's Ben wouldn't it. mind uh, if you pulled his material and made it into a book as long as you gave him the proper credit for it. <laughs> um, and actually, I'm looking at uh, the chat here. Uh, Jeremy, uh, I think if you take a look, I think Miss Lyon, I think her stats is in one of the Marvel file issues it's that had... The, uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends issue. I think that's yeah. sick. Because I think I did that one, and then I turned around and, like, six issues later did the 1970s stuff. Yep. Yeah, you are absolutely right. It is Marvel File Issue 6. So, Jeremy, go go check out uh, Issue 6. And, uh, matter of fact, I'll open it up real quick and uh, see exactly what page it's on. Because I remember seeing her in there. Uh... You would be surprised... Between that and uh, Mr. Frump, how many requests <laughs> I got for stats? All right, hang on. He wants a box set. Jeremy says, I want a box set. <laughs> well, oh, Jeremy, yeah. there's not enough time of the day, sir. Thank you for your interest. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeremy, it's on uh, Miss Lyon's stats are actually on page eight of issue six of the Marvel file. So there we go. Good job, Keith. Do you thank wa- you? <laughs> How much of the uh, impervious Rex do you want me to show, or whatever's here is fine to show on here? Um, you can flip through the the pages just to kind of give them a, a sneak preview of uh, of the the stuff that's there. Okay. So that's just chapter one, kind of talking about the you know uh, undersea exploration and some new talents and and things like that. So, um, so. While you're uh, pulling that up, we'll talk about a couple other things that are coming out that uh, I don't think you've got any previews for. But uh, so another locations book that we've got coming out is a book that I'm actually doing as soon as I can take a break from all the layout work that I'm doing (laughs) is a book on Madripoor. Uh, So we're going to 
really expand the material that was presented in some of the, the X-Men box sets. Um, you know, really utilize some of the resources online to, you know, cover all the different uh, locations there in Madripoor, talk about the island and some of the other characters that haven't made an appearance in the game yet. Uh, so we'll be doing stats on those. Uh, another book is actually going to be an expansion of my New Orleans chapter from uh, the Gulf Coast Avengers book that I did way back before the unofficial canon project came about back in 2013. Um, so we're going to expand the New Orleans chapter into a full-fledged book for the location series. Um, and kind of the then another book in the location series that George Henson is working on is the is Daredevil's Guide to Hell's Kitchen, which is really going to expand the material that was seen in the Deluxe City source book um, and their Deluxe City campaign guide, really expand out all the stuff that's been seen in Hell's Kitchen uh, and also talk a little bit more about street level campaign, um, you know, kind of expanding the material there, provide some additional ideas and stuff for, uh, for street level campaigns. I'm really um, looking what Keith? I said, I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah. So that's been a, a project kind of long in the making. Uh, it's had a couple of, uh, starts and stops. George worked on it for a while. And then, uh, I think, uh, work on the, the deluxe edition of the Marvel Universe, you know, Gamer's Handbook of the Marvel Universe kind of took over a little bit. He was kind of heading that up. Uh, but he is, uh, he's dove back into it and is actively working on it right now. So we're, I'm excited about that one too. That's going to be a fun project to work on. Um, so that covers all the location books that we've got coming out. Let's talk about all the other products that we've got uh, being actively worked on right now. Okay. So, uh, as mentioned previously, one of the projects we've got uh, coming up is the Moon Knight source book that I guilted Keith into writing. Uh, I yeah, I know. You're easy. Um, I came up with a cover concept and just said, hey, wouldn't this be awesome? Right. I love Moon Knight. He's a really just kind of a, an interesting character to, to really dive into. And uh, so... Somehow that, that guilted Keith into doing it. I think he just thought it was sounded interesting. So, uh, but, uh, but no, he's already done his part. Um, I've just got to find the time to, to write up the profiles that I've got to do, uh, which is some of the more recent Moon Knight stuff, uh, including the Sun King and things like that from the most recent series, uh, and then put it all together. So that one won't be too difficult. It'll probably be about another 45 to 50 page uh, source book. Wow, but yeah. uh, but it'll be fun. You know, I, I think it's fun just diving into the uh, the different weapons and equipment, kind of very Batman esque. You know, all those different tools and things like that. So, um, we've also talked about a little bit before uh, about the Sentinel Survival Guide, which is a project that uh, one of our members is developing. And it's really an expansion on the MX series of adventures from back in the TSR days. And what it is, is it's basically a campaign source book for judges to use to help really, if, if he wants to run a campaign in the Nightmares of Future Past world, uh, this is going to provide him plenty of ideas that he can either use or throw out, you know, lots of different stuff for him to be able to utilize to uh to run players through that that realm that universe um we've also got lewis danhoff's uh gamers handbook of the marvel universe uh deadpool core coming out so that's uh that's kind of a fun little book to cover a bunch of characters that have uh, been seen in recent deadpool series uh including a very in-depth uh, look at uh you know, the Merc with the Mouth himself. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that one's, uh, I think, 180-something pages. And he did all the work. I mean, it's fantastic, um, uh, including the layout. So he's he did a fantastic job on that. That's pretty much right now in review phase. So that should be coming out pretty much any time now. 
Um, another project we've got coming up is Tom Plaza's Shield Campaign box set. And I say oh. box set with air quotes. Um, <laughs> he, he is uh, coming up with a couple of different uh, books for to kind of cover an entire Shield campaign. And it covers stuff from you know Shield's inception all the way to now, different characters, equipment, I mean, all sorts of stuff. It's going to be huge. Huge. Um, yeah. Huge. Uh, we've got um, a book that I've been working on, which is really an expansion on a web product that came out a long time ago. So David Martin actually came up with this, and I think he pitched it to TSR. I don't think they bought off on it, and so he just released it out to the wild way back in the you know beginning days of the Internet. And it was really just the aliens of the Marvel Universe. And so what I've done is kind of taken that, uh, put it into a formal, you know, MA series type book and expanded it with uh, a bunch of the uh, alien races that have appeared since he created that. So, uh, so you know, we retitled it to, uh, to Collector's Guide to the Universe. So it's going to be him talking about uh, his... His collection is menagerie so, of, uh, of all the different alien races that he's got. Uh, and what that'll be useful for is for both judges to, you know, come up with uh, alien races to, uh, to go up against in either, you know, either a galactic uh, campaign or either, even just, you know, an Earth-level campaign. But also, the fun thing is that it provides the players, if they want to play a specific alien race... They can just utilize those stats that are provided as a basis for their character. Uh, so that'll be a fun product to, to finally release. Um, we've got uh, volume two of Bring on the... So if you're looking for more villains to, to throw against your characters, you know, against your, uh, your players, this is going to be a product for you, or judges, you know, for you to, to utilize to... Uh, you know, have more bad guys to go up against. And of course, last but not least, we got uh, lots more future volumes of the Gamer's Handbook of the Marvel Universe Deluxe Edition. Um, so we've got not only the ones that are going to cover the hardbacks, but also additional specific issues of, uh, you know, one-offs, kind of like Deadpool Core, things like that, that are going to be coming out. Um, and then kind of a little farther out in the, the planning stages, uh, Andrew Goldstein has more volumes of the Myths and Monsters series, which is going to cover the African pantheons, European pantheons, and American pantheon. So those are follow-on books to Keith's Asgard book, Olympus book, and Andrew's Asian pantheons book. So <clears throat> lots more coming down the pike for uh for the marvel rpg this is fantastic uh it's it's really fun to see this uh this game kind of having a resurgence so cool uh let me grab some questions here while we have a moment here give you a chance yeah. to catch your breath there because <laughs> we've had yeah, you talking the whole entire time <laughs> so uh big g wants to know uh maybe we'll direct this to keith since he's been quiet you know let, we'll put okay. him on the spot. <laughs> Who is your favorite character that you would like to see more supplements done in the community project? Oh, um, wow. Uh, favorite Marvel character? Uh, that's a toss-up between Captain America and Daredevil. Mm -hmm. um, with the excellent chance in doing uh, Daredevil's Guide to Hell's Kitchen, I think we got Daredevil at least covered for a little while. Uh it would be cool to have somebody do a Captain America source book. You know, and I'm not, I don't know if you would, to me, there would be no way to make it as comprehensive as, say, the Golden Age source mm -hmm. um, But to see it, like, cover, at least from the Lee Kirby stuff in the 60s to modern day would be nice. Uh, Will it happen? Probably not, because the tend is to, I think, 
there there tends to be more of a group related stuff whether it's west coast avengers east coast avengers uh x-men power pack whatever the the moon knight source book worked because it's not a lot of stuff power pack worked because it's not a lot of stuff but captain america you would have to go deep and hard for that to really work and i just you know i don't know if i have that one in me <laughs> but yeah, that's a I, lot of material to cover yeah i would love to see a good captain america source book something something mm-hmm. that really paid a lot of attention to that character um that's my personal favorite uh so yeah <laughs> so, yeah. Steve, how about you? Oh gosh, um, probably the thing that, uh, and this I think this is going to answer uh, Antonio's question. Um, the the thing that I would love to see, and secretly have been actually working on, um, <gasps> you heard is, it here first. Breaking news. Oh, I know. Um, is a Midnight Suns Marvel Horror, uh, basically campaign box set. Um, so yes, Antonio, yes, there is one plan for the future. It's actually has been partially developed. Um, writing has w- been going on for a while now. Uh, I know we've got some very excited uh, members of the creative team that um, that have been working on it. Um, and so yes, uh, so we'll be have it'll have rules for creating horror characters, so vampires, werewolves, uh, all sorts of different stuff. It'll have uh, so it'll have both uh, a judge's book for you know different rules and character generation things like that. It'll also have a um, a character you know a, a bunch of uh, character profiles as well that uh, have not been seen anywhere else. So that one's going to be pretty fun. Um, and yeah, that's the one that I was really excited about. Um, but unfortunately, you know, with, with all the other things going on, uh, I just haven't had time to, to really re-engage on it. Steve, let me ask you a real quick question about sure. that. Isn't there two different type, there, there's two different source books that are coming out that are very similar to this. I know there's like a Midnight Sun source book and that wasn't there mm-hmm. another like Realms of the Occult? So yeah, the, the Midnight Sun's, product is it actually called realms of the occult okay so it was yep. a name yeah okay okay that confused me for a while there i thought why are we working on two different source books that are like <laughs> just the same no so actually that, the yeah the official title is realms of the occult uh okay. you know kind of going off the realms of magic uh, accessory uh so yeah this one's going to be realms of the occult see we should have went with deities <laughs> and gods for the you know the marvel god pantheon series I'm you. <laughs> I kept suggesting it. George was like, no, Marvel, you know, TSR lawsuit. I'm like, oh, whatever. <laughs> Legends in law. Lo- oh, wait, never mind. Yeah. That, that, that name is taken cool. too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have another question here uh, by Fujuka. He wants to know if dumb question. Uh, no questions, dumb, but he's uh, Moon Knight. Really insane. Just really insane. I don't know anything about. I don't know much about Moon Knight at all, to be honest. I, I want to answer this first. Oh, go for it. Uh, I, I was just going to say. I think the jury's out on that. Um, I, I was. My answer, my personal opinion. I think it's a combination of. Yeah, he's he's somewhat unhinged, but, I mean, what do you expect when you've got, you know, you're basically the the guy who is channeling a friggin' Egyptian God through you and, you know, and is acting on his behalf. So yeah, I'm thinking both. Uh, you know, and my thought on it was, and I, I sat down and read the original series while I was writing that. And, uh, I've got the essential like volumes one through three. And I actually have the original series like boxed up. So I don't think orig- that was the original intent. I think that just sort of wasn't as things got further along, it was easier to explain that or easier to make that a concept. Cause if you look at like even Chuck Dixon's version, Mark Spector, Moon Knight, there's not a hint of that in there anywhere. And it wasn't until later stuff where they're like, Oh, he's crazy. He's loony. He's, you know, and 
I liked the original uh, presentation of Khonshu and his interaction with him, which was you didn't know if it was him. You didn't know if it was real. You know, it, he wakes up from a vision, you know, of Khonshu telling him, you know, get up and, and go avenge this. And goes off and do does that. And then later is, you know, there, there's the whole point in one of the issues uh, where he's crippled. I mean, he's paralyzed from the waist down and the doctors are saying he's never going to recover. He's never going to walk. And he's sitting in the brain on the rooftop of Spectre Manor in costume, in a wheelchair. And, you know, there's some flash of lightning and suddenly he's standing up walking around saying, you know, we've got to go out and get stop this. And with no explanation, you know, I'm sure there's a host of doctors running around New York and Marvel going, that is just absolutely nuts. But I think as the series, as the years went by, it was easier to present it like, if you want my honest opinion. I don't think it started off that way, but it certainly lends itself to it now. All right. Antonio also says, Steve, you are, you are my hero. Yes, I saw. And I also saw he said uh, the Gulf Coast Avengers needs an affiliate in Texas. And uh, if you look at my Gulf Coast Avengers source book, uh, I went ahead and actually had uh, the Texas Rangers as being the official team uh, in Texas. Uh, and with a few additional uh, people that are very non-canon because uh, it was my own campaign. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the Texas Rangers actually uh, play a big part in uh, in my Gulf Coast Avengers campaign. So. Uh, so also we have a question where you can get original and old stuff of Moon Knight. Where can a poor person pick this up? <laughs> Good luck. Uh, yeah. Um, really <laughs> wow. bargain bins at your, uh, your local comic book stores. Yeah, that's mostly where I got mine. I mean, mine was, I won't even say 50 cent box, but uh, probably Dragon Con. If you could afford to go to a convention, you could probably afford to buy the essential handbooks. Uh, which, to me, I mean, I actually just bought a, uh, a Mockingbird, hand, the uh, Barbara Morris uh, Mockingbird Agents of Shields uh, trade paperback. It was forty dollars awesome. originally. I found it for like five bucks plus shipping. Really? Oh, at a convention! Wow. Perfect condition. Perfect condition. So I was like, "Oh my god!" And a lot of that stuff I had never read. You know, the old Savage Tales stuff, all that. And that was a character who, you know, they brought her a long way. So, and it, it was nice to see them actually, you know, put together a really nice source book. Or not source book, rather, but a trade paperback for Because, you know, she's been around for forever. She, oh, yeah. She deserves it. Uh, I'm reading the comments in chat. A strawberry shortcake book? <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking uh, that's that's a little out. I don't think uh, there's a, uh, a Earth designation for uh, strawberry shortcake's realm. Well, I'm sure there is. Yeah. Look. <laughs> I'm thinking that one needs to be Andrew Goldstein's. <laughs> nice. Just tag some guy if with If anybody product. can do it, he can. There you well, go. it's payback for that romance novel. Yeah, that was a fun uh, April, April Fool's uh, little, little concept. I don't know if Vincent, Vincent, do you know about that? No. Obviously not the, way, the, the look on your face. So <laughs> Either share it here up, or share it after the show because I got to know. Uh, okay, so uh, I wake up much like everybody else uh, in the unofficial canon group on April 1st, and there is a, a romance source book cover that Andrew Goldstein, I guess, has cobbled together. And he's like announcing Keith's next big project after the Moon Knight source. You know, and he had this whole write up about how there was like ways to make out, ways to role play making out, ways, you know, how to leave your boyfriend, how to leave your girlfriend, you know, 1950s romance at its best. You know, and I'm like, oh, you. 
something or other. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I, I pulled up the, the uh, post here on the unofficial Canon project. Uh, yeah, some of the highlights are new talents such as fake crime, real crying, and real fake crime. Did you ever wonder what happened to exciting characters such as Mary Sue, Dr. Jenkins, or the love triangle of Rico, Laura, and Ellen? Now you can find out with over 100 character profiles of these star-crossed lovers. A special section on running romance stories in your campaign, including running one-on-one -on -one romance with your GM without it getting weird, changing yourself for your boyfriend, how can I use karma to do it, and career or romance, which should I choose? Uh, six new romance adventures, including My Boyfriend Was From Outer Space, They Called Him Dr. Love, and Red Hot Floozies, and lastly, Rules for Teen Romance Humor Comics, now you can play through the adventures of Patsy Walker and Millie the Model. Uh, so yeah, just another example of Andrew's outstanding writing ability. Um, oh. And yeah, when I first saw that, I'm like, okay, I, I think we've jumped the shark here. But <laughs> someone somewhere will want it, and that's the that's the crazy part because I, you know, there are things that we did that, you know, even I did the the golden age thing because I wanted to see one done and I no one else seemed to want to do it and I thought well okay I'll, I'll give it a shot like, how bad could it possibly be <laughs> all 300 plus pages of it you know uh, so you know but somebody somewhere that for someone that that's a fan favorite just like somebody still reads Archie and Jughead you know what I mean? So Dude, somewhere Archie has become hardcore, man. Don't be dissing Archie now. Have you seen some of the Archie nope. comics? They're killing people in Archie now. No, well. I've not seen the Archie <laughs> comics in the 70s. So. Uh, take but, a look. Uh, just pick one up next time you're at a comic book store. Just a peek at it. They're doing some hardcore stuff there. <laughs> well, Vincent, all I'm I can impressed. say is this. I mean, after watching the first season of Riverdale where he's making out with Miss Grundy, I'm like, holy smokes. This is not the Miss Grundy I remember. Um, we did have a comment on the side here from Stephen Watson because he was having some problems chatting in the main chat saying that you can find uh, Moon Knight at ndcomics.com. I'm looking at that website. New Dimension Comics, I guess, is a place to uh, find old... Oh, nice. uh, Old Moon Knight stuff for pretty cheap, I guess. I'll let me throw that link in the chat so they people can have it. Good deal. There we go. Okay, I don't think we have any other questions here. If no one else has any questions, we'll continue along. I think that's uh, done with all the projects now, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. So if you want to get involved in the community, uh, just head over to the link which I put below the video here, which is also in the podcast audio version website. If you head over to ClassicFaceRip.com, this episode number 16, right in the notes, there will be a link to the uh, unofficial Canon project, which you can click on and apply to. I mean, just as long as you answer the questions to prove you're not a robot or a bot i'm sure they'll approve you unless you're like no i hate marvel i'm here for dc then i'm sure they're gonna say get lost and hit deny but why would you do that so i could just see people doing i'm here because i hate marvel right decline <laughs> but yeah head over to that link click on that answer the couple questions just to prove you're a human because we have to do that these days because we get those stupid russian bots going into every channel then putting all crap in your group and then uh, get in there and start chatting it up. Uh, very, people in there are very friendly. They're helpful. They'll, you can ask questions, and then uh, people like Steve will message you or maybe give you some advice. Keith will give you some advice. Uh, Steven has uh, Tom, Tom Party Man, as we've called him in the last episode. <laughs> uh, Keith, you're the one that nicknamed him that, so. Mm -hmm. Why not? Right. And uh, he, he's given some advice. Uh, there's some lots of help pe uh, helpful people in there, so go ahead and... Uh, do that. Oh, okay. Thanks. Stephen Watson just now chatting with us in our group. Yay. Okay. Excellent. Oh, that's his local yeah, friendly gaming shop. Be, okay. He's going to be Wiley Steve Watson. Wiley <laughs> Steve Watson. Uh-oh, we got a new nickname. Make sure you uh, add this to the community now, Steve, because these are official. Okay. We got Party Man Tom, and we got <laughs> Wiley Steve Watson. Party Man Palazzo, yeah. And, uh... Steve Watson, you know, Steve Wiley Watson. 
and Cool Man Keith. That's what we're going to call him. But, okay, yeah, sure. That, that, that works. <laughs> anyway, okay, cool. Just go ahead and do that. There's also, uh, you said there was a, a creative team. Uh, I'm not sure what the requirements are to get into that group, but um, I'm guessing if you're actually physically working on a project more than just providing a write-up or two, I think you would join that group to get some more advice. Steve? Yeah, so whether you just have an idea or actively working on a project. We've also got people who just simply provide, uh, you know, artwork. We've got a couple of artists that are uh, part of the creative team that uh, create uh, their own, uh, you know, art for some of our, our upcoming products. Uh, we've got uh, people that, like myself, primarily do layout work. Uh, so really, it's just a team, you know, the group for anybody who is participating in the projects, writing up individual profiles things like that to uh to come on in and it's kind of a working group so so yeah if you're interested come on over we could always use help okay and oh yeah the difference between the creative team versus the just the actual project itself because there's less people in the creative team is what i was trying to express there oh right yeah there. yeah creative team is the the uh, behind the curtain stuff all the the work on the projects uh, happens there and then the unofficial canon project group is our public page that's where we actually release all the final product and uh and things like that yeah okay cool all right so now that that's out of the way we're going to talk a little bit about uh the future of the marvel cinematic universe as far as where that's going not really any real spoilers try to avoid those in case you haven't seen endgame or captain marvel or anything like that so are you guys looking forward to seeing the new spider-man movie coming out Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, whether it connects to any of these other movies or not, uh, Spider-Man, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed it, all the Spider-Man since Tobey Maguire. I mean, I think there were some better than others, but, you know, it's... <laughs> you didn't like him in the black suit dancing, you know, one of those? The emo, it, my favorite part of that was, <laughs> was actually Into the Spider-Verse, where they, they parodied, parodied that. uh, I thought that was hysterical and uh, you know I think to me Tobey Maguire had the right look the wrong attitude Spider-Man wasn't talkative he almost didn't say anything Uh, Andrew Garfield had the right attitude but the wrong didn't have the right look to me oh okay Uh, and then I think Tom Holland is pretty much nailing it nailing it so you know they they finally got it right uh which you know uh, and looks like keith froze (laughs) 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 he froze in a very odd way to be honest (laughs) well okay since he froze we'll continue along what do you think about the uh spider-man movie um i'm excited for it you know i I'm curious to see um, how they're going to incorporate the uh, the results of Endgame and things like that into the new Spider-Man movie. And based on some of the things that have been kind of hinted upon um, for Spider-Man Homecoming, specifically Mysterio's origin, hmm. um, I'm really curious to see what they do with that. Uh, because if, if what they... S- say is or if what they've hinted at is accurate it really opens up a lot of possibility for the the future of the mcu so you know talking about uh mysterio possibly coming from some other um basically another dimension another alternate uh alternate universe so one movie I'm definitely looking forward to after reading is The Black Widow. I know that's going to be a prequel movie, but I'm mm. definitely looking forward to seeing how they're going to do with that. Anybody have any thoughts oh, on yeah. that? Or Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see what they do with, uh, you know, I'm kind of curious to see what they're going to explore. I mean, yeah, there's the, the couple of things that they hinted upon when, you know, you, you have the, the talk between... Uh, um, Hawkeye and Black Widow. Uh, what was, what was the Bucharest. location? Bucharest. Yeah, yeah, Bucharest. Um, to see if they actually expand that out into a 
Bowie or, or something like that. Well, now we're on. Is this the? This is phase four of the MCU, I believe. Now, right? Because we went through one, two, three. Was just the end game was the end of three. Now we're on phase yep. four, I believe. And yes, this is actually. Um, I think Spider Man is the end. Oh, or the end of three. I'm sorry. Spider Man's the end of three. Okay, I thought it was more into four. Okay, so Spider. So that means we're getting another phase four project, which is at least another five years of movies. Where do you think that they're Keith, where do you think that they're going in the direction of these movies? Well, um, judging by some of what we're hearing coming out, uh, Eternals, more Spider-Man, Black Panther, another Captain Marvel. Um, you know, I've got people, I've got friends who are not hardcore comic book fans, but they love the movies, and they're they were really sort of taken aback by some of the choices that were made, whether it was how they left off uh, without getting into spoilers, how they left off with Captain America at the end of Endgame, uh, and who the next group of Avengers might be. Uh, and some some of the people just, you know, aren't really, you know, it's like, well, why can't we have Thor? Why can't we have Iron Man? Why can't... And it's like, God, we had 10 years of Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. The guy wants to give it a rest. Yeah. I, I never thought we would have a year of Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. No. And, you know, if, if you would have looked back and let, you know, let's take it back to 19 or to 20, let's say 20, uh, 2002. Okay. If you'd have said, if you'd have told any of us, hey, in six small years, you're going to have a Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man movie and it's going to be number one at the box office and it's going to start a chain of movies, 22 movies that are going to establish Marvel Universe in the movies. We'd all probably laughed at. It. It's like they can't get X-Men right. What makes you think that, you know, they can get Iron Man right? You know, uh, heck, the, I, I would, you know, I would argue that the best movie up until the beginning of the cinematic Marvel Universe was Blade. Because it it nailed it at every level. I mean, Blade was Blade. You you know, other than the profanity that was in it, you know, other than uh, Whistler, uh, not Whistler. I'm sorry, um, Deacon Frost not looking like uh, Robert Shaw. You know, I mean, it was it was a pretty good adaption. Of it. So you know, but it's one of those things where. Eternals could be good if it's done. Uh, Doctor Strange is was good. It was enjoyable. I can't wait to see what they do with something, you know, something else with that. Um, whether it's bringing in Clea or Namor or whatever, I'm just sorry that the the Netflix stuff didn't go over as well as it could have. Well, I'm sure we'll be seeing more of that stuff in the uh, Disney app, so. Don't count it yeah. out just yet. I, I have. I will be curious to see what the with the the Disney Plus streaming service. Are they gonna go? Like, I could see them bringing over some of the series, but like Punisher is pretty dark. Yeah. A, I, I'm just kind of curious. What is with Disney Plus? Is it gonna be primarily focused on kids, or is it gonna be, you know, all the Disney products? including, you know, the Star Wars, the Raiders of the Lost Ark, I mean, all the different uh, um, things that uh, that Disney and all its conglomerates own, which means it could be just another, essentially, Netflix or, or uh, any other streaming service that just provides a bunch of content. So, um, so I mean, it's going to include, um, you know, the Vision Scarlet Witch series is coming up. The uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier series is coming out. So that there's looks a lot of stuff coming good. out. That looks like it's going to be really good, too, based on what I've been reading. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I, I would like to see, uh, you know, and I, I this is a funny story. I, I was actually telling my wife this. I said I, I bought on Voodoo, uh, I bought Captain Marvel. So I, I, you know, I had my grandkids over the other day, and they, I said, "Hey guys, we're gonna watch this movie." And they, I had mistakenly take them to see Shazam, 
right? Not realizing that it is not a kid's movie. No. I had no clue. Yeah, it's I mean, you know, the four-year-old was like, Papa, he threw that guy through the window. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is going to get just worse from here, you know. And uh, But they were like, you know, well, what kind of movie is this, Papa? And I said, well, it's it, it's a movie about uh, a woman with superpowers. I said, she's got a cat. And, you know, <laughs> so they were like, okay, well, let's see the kitty cat. You know, and I'm thinking, oh, God, they're like four and six. They loved it. They absolutely loved it from start to finish. And I, I mean, just were, you know, my granddaughter, who's six years old, loved it. She was like, you know, Papa, this is a great movie. I love it. And even with Goose doing his tentacle thing, it didn't scare them. I mean, they were, they loved it. You know, so I would like to see something that you, you know, you could really take a kid to. I couldn't take my grandkids to go Batman versus Superman. I couldn't take them to see Justice League. That's just too scary. You know? So, and I'm not saying make it like kitty kitty, but just stuff you could, a little more friendly, family friendly, you know, that's what this stuff was all based on anyway. So, Eternals could be really good. Spider-Man is always uh, a crowd pleaser. Uh, I want to see a good second Black Panther movie. I loved the first one. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, just, you know, find us different stuff. Whether it's Scarlett Johansson coming back as Black Widow for a prequel movie, uh, that wouldn't be bad. You know, or Good. do something with the X-Men. Yes. Eventually, they're going to have to. They've got them now, so eventually, them Fantastic Four are going to have to show up at some point. I'm a little cautious about this Dark Phoenix movie coming out, and I wanted to mention it before as uh, Stephen was reading my mind in chat, apparently, because he's like, yeah, I could see him about to mention Dark Phoenix, which I was. <laughs> um, I'm not sure what to think of that movie, because it, it, it just... It seems like that when they purchased the whole thing they and it was done, they're just like, you know what? It's done. Just throw it out. Let's see what happens. I mean, it's the end of the X-Men as far as that storyline goes. The worst we could do is recoup the money we lost or we, the money we made from this. So I, I'm, I don't know what to say. It doesn't look that good. I'm sorry. Well, we've also got New Mutants coming out uh, as well. You know, I'm more excited about New Mutants than I am Dark Phoenix. And I, I see it. we probably won't see that one for another year and a half. But to be real honest with you, uh, we've seen Dark Phoenix. It was called The Last, and it was horrible then. I really can't say that this is going to change my opinion very much of it. Because everything I'm reading, I'm like, uh, let's see. Uh, that, no was hell done, that was done. That uh, was done. That was done. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we've seen this. You've seen this, you know. Last time she killed Cyclops, this time she kills Mystique out the door. I mean, that's in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can't even say well, we're going into spoiler areas because if you've seen a trailer for it, you know exactly what happened. So, uh, yeah, I'm just not, I have no faith in that one. So, Well, we'll have to see what happens. We'll have to see what Disney does. Yeah. And what is it, October or November, their streaming service is actually going to officially start, I believe? Yeah. So we're going to have to just wait and see. I mean, Netflix is probably going to take a good hit when that comes out because a lot of people I know are switching based upon all the Marvel and Disney product. So, oh, yeah, we'll see what happens. We just have to sit and wait. And uh, I think unless DC gets their act together, their streaming service is going to be dead in a year because the only thing on there that I've watched that's really good is Titans and Young Justice. And that's it. Swamp Thing is coming out soon. Actually, that did, Swamp Thing started yesterday. That, did that one looks actually really good. All right, I have to check that out. I forgot it dropped yesterday. Yeah, the trailer. Uh, the trailer is out. So, I've actually seen it. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, it's. I wasn't sure how it was going to play. I, the trailer looked good. You can never tell any based on just a trailer. Yeah. But there seems to be a lot of practical effects in it. the CGI that they do. They do sparingly. So I was like, you know, this could be really good. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes with it, whether they're doing another season or whether this was a one and done. But 
it looks fantastic. So the first episode without spoilers was good. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Have to check it out. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to just check that out. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, let's wrap things up because we're at the hour mark, and I know Steve has to go. And usually we try to keep these shows to at least an hour. So with that Definitely. said, uh, we'll be back probably whenever with a new show. Keith and I are going to try to get back to the every every two week schedule if he's free and I'm free. He's been busy. I've been busy myself with some actual actual working for once on Saturdays, which is weird, but. Steve, um, if you guys could just stay after the show, we'll just discuss a few things. And for those listening out there, we appreciate you tuning in to the channel. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe if you haven't. And also, if you're listening to the audio podcast, head over to the YouTube channel, which is a link will be in the uh, notes. And you can see all the things we were discussing during this podcast. Head over to Facebook for the unofficial Canon Project if you want to join and get involved. There's lots of people. There's probably like 500 people in that group at this point, probably more last that Actually, looked. I think 800 people in the unofficial Canon project, uh, you know, the, the public side. And then we've got about 30 to 40 in the uh, creative team. So, yes. but again, we're always looking for more people to uh, participate. Excellent. Okay. With that said, we're going to say, keep it original, keep it old school and keep it uh, Marvel. There, there we go. Good night, everybody. Bye.